What's going on, everybody? You've got the cardboard coaches here with your boy, Coach Go. I'm your friendly neighborhood cartel. You guys just missed me, me getting absolutely ripped apart by the cartel. Apparently, I don't do my homework. What we're referring to today is, uh, and, you know, cartel is going to lead the discussion on this one, but we're talking about the Nat Turner um, live interview. You know, it's probably the first time that he's actually been interviewed live. Um, I happen to miss it. So we're going to, I'm going to get the Coles notes from, from uh, cartel during this one, but uh, he has taken some comprehensive looks into this. So let's hear it, man. I'm excited. Well, I, I don't know about comprehensive. That's okay. Uh, listen, Brendan, you have one job in the confines of this screen and that is to be on top of the card world. Right. So if Nat Turner is doing an interview, you got to be now there. Was I there live? And did I watch live? Uh, no comment. But certainly it is something that uh, paired well with coffee um, today. So Jeremy Lee runs Sports Card Live. Uh, I believe he will be at the National doing so as well. That's kind of cool too, because I'm all about trying to get uh, cool footage from these shows that we're not able to attend and that we kind of have to vicariously experience. And Jeremy Lee's awesome for that because Jeremy Lee is uh, very um, reliable and uh, ever-present face of the hobby uh, that, I, that I've met personally. He's a great guy. And he had an interview with, uh, with Nat Turner, and he covered a lot of the stuff that you and I discuss and that you and I really care about, right? So um, everyone has their varied opinions on PSA and Nat Turner and everything, you know, from top to bottom. Uh, Turner related a story where a guy was mad at him because he got a PSA 9, and as if Turner was in the grading offices, grading his specific card, grading his, like, Prism Luca rookie card. Yeah. Um, ridiculous stuff, right? But... Um, nonetheless, uh, quite an affable, likable guy um, telling us about, you know, his journey in the hobby, which is something we all relate to in terms of getting started when you're young. Um, they talked a lot about nostalgia early on. Um, and that's, that's just such a major thing. You know, I had a friend over yesterday, we were looking at some cards and going over things. There's nothing more powerful. There's nothing more efficient and instantaneous. I'm sure you would agree, Brendan, then you know, than cards when it comes to feeling young again and getting transported to that time in your life, I get taken right back to my first LCS, my first pack of cards, the first convenience store where I picked up a pack of cards, um, my first Beckett, you know, all, all these firsts, you, you, you get transported so quickly when you surround yourselves with cards. And I think that's a major aspect of the hobby, particularly to those of us who've been around and who are starting to get older in the game. Um, and that, that was the same thing for, for, for Nat Turner, who revisited his childhood cards, started rebuilding sets that he'd started when he was 13. And so this is someone who, who was collecting, you know, along those lines, like, like all of us got into the, into the hobby. And, uh, from there, they, they touched on, you know, some of the, some of the inner workings and some of the things that are going on right now with, with PSA, because you have a lot of people out there with their cards in PSA's hands. You have a lot of people out there who've been clients of PSA for a long time and have sent them a lot of money. Um, so there's a lot of issues that, that needed to be uh, tackled. And, uh, you know, the, the, the main thing that, that he wanted to make clear is he wanted to cover these concepts of population control and whether or not they're grading harder 
or easier, what, what, what the implications would be if they were grading harder or easier. Now, what have I been talking about on the cardboard coaches for the last four or five months uh, and, and on my own feed? I've been talking a lot about the fact that this is a different landscape for grading. I mean, you know this only as a function of the fact that you've never sent in cards for grading yeah. before, right? And I think, you know, obviously you've, you, you did it. I don't, I don't want to mislead the viewers and have them think that I went through all your cards because I didn't, right? Yeah. You, you compiled it yourself. I did. And uh, you didn't do it completely blindly. You, you read stuff. You watched stuff. Um, I noticed you had a healthy mix of stuff that probably you collected when you were younger, some brand new stuff you were just being exposed to. And then you went even further back, right? You went into stuff that I would have been exposed to when I was younger because we're kind of in different generations. And yep. You played with that stuff, which is cool, which I think also is, you know, takes a little bit of uh, courage to do that because it's stuff you don't know about. You don't know what was going on with cardboard stock and the market um, in, in the 80s. In yeah. The early, yeah, you were, you know, going out there and picking up stuff from the 80s that was new to you that you wanted to take a shot at. And um, for me, it's, it's going to be interesting when we start getting our big subs back because then I can make some solid comments about how I feel. Yeah. Cause I mean, you've got a, you've got a gem rate, like average, you know what I mean? Like you've got like yep. other subs to go off of to see. And I mean, like I've personally been there with you when you've been prepping subs and left, you know, like Boba chromes out because you didn't think they were going to gem. Like right. uh, typically like I've seen you be super stingy and in a good way, but with respect to, you know, cards you're going to sub in. So I mean, I would expect that at the very least yours, given that, you know, you've had several subs and you've owned so many graded cards um, that that will kind of be telling on whether like right. unofficially, you know, maybe they are grading a little bit harder or maybe, you know, maybe they just see the same cards so often and maybe they have like, here's a PSA 10, like here is a legitimate perfect card. Maybe it would be a, a BGS pristine black label you know what i mean like maybe they have a psa 10 that they just graded that looks like a black label bgs and they're comparing your your 10 which you know maybe before was a 10 if they weren't seeing that card so frequently do you know what i mean like um i know that a few episodes ago we were popping off um based on someone else's experience and and you know ever since that that talk with uh slabby and pac-man and i mean like a little bit before that i just was tr trying to see things from a, a different perspective and not just you know trying not to make it seem like the big bad guy is out to get us and uh, take money from us because the one thing that i just didn't really uh mention before is that if they grade your cards higher you have to pay up charges do you know what I mean? So like, it's really not necessarily in the best interest for them. I mean, like if they're throwing out nines sure. and eights on a whim, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. That's a, that's a, that's an important reminder that, you know, there, there is something in it for them. If yeah. They're throwing out higher grades. Um, but yeah, you know, like I, I, I you know, me, I, I, I've kept a spreadsheet. Uh, I have a system. I use the same lighting and I'm, and I am very picky. And so that, that will tell me a lot about what's going on. In the meantime, I can only follow these other collectors that are getting their subs back and, and take, them at, take them at face value, right? And again, 
I, I like th the same way we investigate cards, like, and um, some people use eBay a lot more efficiently than others. Uh, some people are more efficient in their evaluating and, and uh, investing than others are. Uh, a lot of people jump on a bandwagon. A lot of people go their own path. They do a lot of research. There's a lot involved. Sports analytics and card analytics when you're doing this sort of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've got so much on my mind today, Brendan, I'm going to be veering off left and right, but, I, so but the idea is, you know, there, there's a system, you know, there's a system when you're grading too. And, 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 and so you're taking people at face value. So someone like Garnet sports, who's been around for a while, you get a sense from their presence and their following, right? Like we already talked about this. If someone has 10,000 followers and they're getting one comment and 30 likes on, on their posts, some, something's up, right? So take a look we're going to i'm going to touch on this again and if i don't please remind me uh because we're, we're going to start talking about what people have in what what people have behind some of their comments right and and it, and it echoes back to the whole pump and dump thing where someone say am i pumping and dumping if i say i like this or i encourage someone to buy something uh i've i've told people i like sealed wax right now is that because i have a ton of sealed wax am i being nefarious am i right so I mean, we'll, like we'll naturally you'd own what you, right. you know, what you like. Yeah, you know it's I mean? like and, and it's not like I'm saying specifically like a specific product, then, then maybe there might be something to it. Unless you but, like, unless you have intentions of selling it, like, like, right. you know what I mean? I think that's where, where it becomes nefarious is like, yeah. let's say there's a card you have that's just dead in the water. And you're like, you know what this card needs? Just a little bit of love. And you it, just... It, in which case, due diligence, like do, yeah. do, do, do your I research. Agree. I agree. Right? So, um, so, you know, I, I, I take it, I'm not going to talk about someone on cardboard coaches. If I don't, if I don't see that this person is kind of legitimately, they, they have a legitimate gripe. I trust that they're coming from an honest place and that there is no, like, is someone ragging on PSA because they work for HGA? That is a real thing. Yeah. It can happen. But you have to evaluate is that is that why this is happening in this case and i i, I don't feel that's that i, I wouldn't bring it up otherwise yeah. right yeah. but uh that will be an interesting cardboard coaches when we've got our hands when we start getting our hands on our upcoming subs yes um now so i, I am gonna believe nat turner for now um when he talks about the fact that there is no concept such as pop control and they are grading as usual um I think, uh, you know, he, he talked about the pressure that the graders and the staff are under right now. Um, I don't think it's the time to be like, okay, y'all, uh, we're doing 25%, you know, nines and 50% eights. And I, I, I don't think they want to add layers yeah. to what's already going on right now. So uh, uh, again, we kind of have to take it for face value. Uh, I don't have a million examples to, to scientifically. No, no, I'm for sure. That's what I mean. Right? Like, like, all, it's all hearsay for, like, from what we see other, from other people. You know what I and, mean? Like, and if someone is posting who I take a look at their page or I take a look at their content and what they're posting and I think they're maybe not someone who's an expert on grading, what does it matter to me if they're getting back a bunch of sevens and eights? Like they probably should be getting sevens. Yeah. I've posted so many videos. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm not the most important man, nor do I think I am in this hobby. But, you know, even if I was someone with a bigger following, I would be doing the same thing and reminding people not as an insult, not as a negative thing. Um, because if I like we're not all great at basketball. 
We're not all great at boxing, as we will find out tonight, by the way, when Logan yeah. Paul boxes Floyd Mayweather. And I will watch because I'm, <laughs> I've been roped in like we all have. It's but not everyone past is, my bedtime. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to have to give you the review because you'll be sleeping. But uh, um, not everyone is not everyone is great at cards, by the way. I've often likened sports cards to poker. But you've got your you've got your hand and you can win with a really shitty hand. You can be real. You can build your collection up in really uh, amazing ways. Jeremy Lee himself has posted a couple of times. Now, I would contend that. You know, you, you do need capital. I don't want to start getting into this argument. Yeah. The, the, the person with the best available capital is always going to have a bit of an advantage. But yes. you, can, you can make some plays in this hobby. We've also acknowledged that. Um, kids can build themselves up to something really 100%. amazing. 100%. You can also make some shitty plays, and you can also mess up really badly and get, get caught holding the bag. But there's also people who just don't understand grading. And listen, there is a huge portion of these incoming collectors – not just collectors, incoming businesses, incoming, um, you know, uh, dealers, incoming flippers that, that, that don't understand those concepts. By the way, if you're a flipper, what, why the hell do you care about that concept? It's funny. There'll be a guy who's, who's, whose main function is to flip retail or do breaks. And all of a sudden he wants to send some cards in for grading. And he finds out that game isn't as easy yeah. as going to Walmart camping out, getting all your stuff and selling it. All of a sudden he's like, whoa, what did I do wrong here? Well, it's, it's a harder game and it's a different game. So I feel a lot of people have sent stuff in that they shouldn't have sent in, that they didn't do a good job. There was just this chase for a slab. I want something in a slab. Uh, they didn't take a good look at it. Guess what? Under the angle of one light does not equal under the angle of another light. You'd be shocked. I, I've be been shocked. fooled several times, man. Right? So, um, you know, I've natural light I'm going to throw out there is really great. And then, you know, I, 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 I kept mentioning this. And nobody knows what I'm talking about. The ought light is a, a light that, that simulates sunlight. Um, it's just fantastic if you can find one of them. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, that would be my second light source. Um, that's why a lot of people are going to be getting some crud. Yeah. Our Express came back just about what I thought for myself. Now, with you... It was way up in the air. I couldn't even tell you what those Maradona. The thing were. is, it was I, I sent in like vin, and I mean vintage stuff, right? Like I mean, you sent in cards that no one actually sent in before. Literally, you no one's ever sent in. You know what I mean? So can, can you just tell us? Can you just tell the viewers like what is the name of that set again? You might, yeah, you might not so even remember. It's called um, uh, Aprender a Jugar a Football. Ah, and basically it, it means like in Spanish learning to play soccer with, and like, it's a where with Maradona's it's a, it's a set that like literally came from Argentina. So like these 80, things were 82, 85, it's 82, 84, 84, cards literally had never been graded before. Now cards I sent in have been graded before. I was very, uh, you know, I was disappointed yeah. not, not to get the gem on my Yager, which I felt was my best Yager premiere. I got a nine instead. And then I got a 10 on that, that, that autograph refractor that I, I had written down as an 8.5 or a 9 because of a corner. So look, and, and by the way, that's, this is nitpicking. I don't want to sit here and say they suck no. for giving me that 9 yeah. or they suck for giving me that 10. The, the, the fact of the matter is uh, I, wrote, I always write down what my expectations are. By the way, our entire, you know those subs that we sent in with hundreds of cards? I have them all written down. I have yeah. the line number and my prediction. 
So we, we're not going to play this game where it's like, it's the game is not how many tens can you get? I didn't send some in thinking they'd be tens. Yeah. The game is not just yeah like so like absolute just, like that. But I mean, if you play that game, then don't be surprised. If and that's that is the game. Do you know what I mean? Play. Like, if yes. that's the game you're playing, then don't be surprised if you, if you don't win, though. You know, there's nothing dumber to me than this concept of, oh, I'm gonna send it in. Let's just, see if they just, just let's send see. it in. Just send it in. Like, so I got a, I got a few things to say. Number one, I gotta clear my name here. Although I didn't watch this Nat Turner thing, I promise you, I've been so immersed in sports cards. More so this week, <laughs> ironically okay. enough. I know, I know, I know. Ironically enough, more so this week than I have in months, and it's because there's been so much news. News that we're gonna be talking about very yeah. shortly. Right. Things like the national things, like that massive. Uh, all-time high Babe Ruth card sale, which I had to dig into. The Euro Cup is coming, and I needed comps. Like, I I have been in overdrive this week. So so it's like the one time that you can't – I mean, it happens more than just once. But, like – I know. I know. know. No, no. And and listen, by the way, it just happened. I I mean, I was joking. I was giving you a lot of shit before we went on. But, like – no, no, look, I would imagine you will eventually of scope Of course, out. of course. Um, you've, got, you've got 400 cards with the guy. Like, yeah. obviously, you should be interested, right? Now, now again, just wrapping up, you know, with, with uh, Nat Turner, because, again, I may not have watched the whole thing. I mean, again, I'm a little behind as well. I was watching uh, late-night Japanese wrestling last night. The great I thought you Luta. were going to say Latin lovers, dude. I do sometimes watch the soap <laughs> opera Latin lovers. It's... <laughs> I need some tips, right? So, I mean, you, we can all get something from the Latin lover. Now, he talked, you know, funny thing. He, By the way, they, they touched on stuff just as it relates to the market, um, which, by the way, Nat Turner is not like a market expert. No. Nor, nor am I in, you know, I'm not criticizing Jeremy for asking about yeah. that. You you ask anyone, like anyone that like, you know, we, I, I'm pretty, I asked Slabby Sosa his opinion on yeah. what's going on with grading and stuff yeah. like that. You, you just want to get people's opinions, right? Yeah. But again, Nat Turner's got a bit of good perspective, this guy. I mean, he, successful people are successful for a reason. He, he understands that this market, quote unquote, dip. How, how high did people really think things were going to get? Like, in there, one no year, you know what I mean? Chart, like, I... Right? So let's, let's calm down about that. Like, and, and, and if we're ultimately just back to the normal market, great. Because you know what? That puts a distinct advantage into people that are thinking. People that follow sports. Good. Let's, also, let's, let's, let's be when, there. When there are corrections, it's a sign of a healthy market though. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, like, people are not, we're not throwing away, uh, you know, the Acuna update might be stuck at 200 bucks, but that's still 200 bucks. And if you were someone like myself who was sourcing that mostly very low or out of packs and getting it graded, by the way, I was 12 for 12 crazy. on my PSA 10 Acuna. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not special. I'm just, I'm letting you know, I, they, they, this is another reason why the pop is very high. They came, they come out nice. 2019, disastrous in some respects, update especially. So that's actually something update, I wanted to bring up. Grades really well. Is that like, we, we haven't seen the presses run like this in decades. In decades. And so because, when you run the presses like this and there's just product everywhere, right. and specifically people are grading like mostly ultra modern stuff, and the quality control we know, you know, whether it's like bad, it's worse than normal, or it's just a result of there being so many cards out there. Like, 
you, it, it, it comes back to not every card is a 10 out of a pack and it's disappointing for sure, yeah. but that's reality. Like it was even worse back then. Like it was way yeah. worse. I'm, I'm going to say in particular, the last two, three, two, two, the last two years from Panini upper deck and tops, that's, that's becoming an issue. I agree. They really had it down. This is the point I'm trying to make. They had it down in some respects in 2018, 2017. Was, everything was coming out fresh and great. Yeah. Um, they're having issues with that. Right now. Yeah. And that's well, annoying. And I think because, it has to do with volume, you know, like just, yeah. I, and I mean, ultimately I think you should put more money into, into like a, like some sort of, sourcing your product before it yeah. leaves but again alternatively speaking if everything's a 10 then where does the market go now yeah now 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 a couple of a couple of other additional factors uh that they touched on jeremy and, and matt was you know uh the crypto bros and people into just investing in general made their presence felt and maybe exiting at this point uh, i would also say by the way some, some of them are probably not exiting because they had a lot of fun um i think it's more fun to instead of just staring at screens and charts, if you're actually holding on to a card, uh, you know, and, and, and it, and it really kind of touches on something, uh, that is nostalgic or that you enjoy and you like having pictures of, of athletes, um, that they probably stuck around because I think that's more interesting than the NFTs and the, and the crypto. I don't know, but I would imagine some are still sticking around, but there, are, there may be a group of people passing by. Yeah. Um, and again, that's fine because cards is such a, a specific thing, right? Like, you, you, you know, that you, there's a certain type of collector and there's a certain type of collector with money that's putting money into the market, um, not necessary for everyone for the long haul. So people may come and go. Um, the, the, uh, another thing that, that was touched on is now, you know, the whole concept of collecting things that are now rarer serial numbered autographed, which, which is something everyone should have been doing. And then the question, and then the question became like, what about grading those cards? They talked about now, by the way, Jeremy was way ahead of this game. Uh, as far as I, I've known the guy, I mean, it, and that was his, the, the big thing that he was, um, as well as I want to shout out, uh, uh, I believe it's Penguins Pirates as well uh, on uh, on Instagram. Uh, another person I know, uh, per, a person I know personally, who really focused on on things off the beaten path back in 2018 and 2019, almost in anticipation of what we're seeing now. Uh, the PMGs, and Nat was talking about his favorite PMGs come back sometimes uh, authentic, which is to say they've been trimmed. They don't get a grade. Um, a lot of times when you have cards that are hollow foil like that, that are chippy, that's when one of the dark sides and dark elements of the hobby comes out and you see people start messing around to yeah. try to, to try to improve the card. Um, that was a, that was a massive, that was a massive scandal just a couple of years ago. And I, I think we don't like to talk about it because it, it hurts all of us. It hurts yeah. the entire hobby, but it exists. Google it and you can go on a blow, uh, blow cards forum and read all about it and read all about uh, the, the actors involved who were trimming cards and having them graded, uh, nonetheless getting grades. But Nat mentioned, you know, uh, these PMGs, it's not about the grade. If there's only 25 of them, and I've said this a lot, I've said this about, I've even said this about cup cards in the realm of hockey. This is so funny uh, we're having this conversation because I remember, and I'm sorry to hijack your conversation. No, no. When I was looking for Austin Matthews rookie cards, you and I were talking like a year ago, and I was like, I really want, like, I want something serial numbered. Like I want, and I, I settled, I, 
I settled for, I believe it was an exquisite. It was an upper deck exquisite and it's out of 199. And it, it was a BGS 8.5. I still paid a premium for it, but I was like, I want this out of 199. Yeah, and you're and you're that, new. You're, you're instead you, of is, instead this came of this, from your own this came from your own brain. Because like, I'm just like, I'm like, if nothing. everybody owns like, yeah, it's an iconic card, but like how many of them exist still, right? Like right. and and I just feel like this like all this that's happening is all reasonable stuff yep yep yeah it, it's it's kind of like logic kind of yeah. thing now yeah. that 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 said it's it's the hobby there's so many nooks and crannies of what's going on here and that's why i it's not that i become a defender or a uh, advocate on uh, or the devil's advocate it's just that i remind people that you know the the, the young guns rookie cards they're on magazine covers they they end up they just end up getting a lot of exposure and they become very synonymous yeah. with a player. And yeah. that's why I always defend the concept that even if they are higher population and not as easy to find, there is that appeal to them. That is typically the type of card. And by the way, Upper Deck does a great job with the photography on Young Guns. Like it's just yeah. a nice looking card. It looks even nicer in a slab. It does. Whether you like, whether your chosen slab is Beckett PSA or, or the color matching of HGA and yeah. people want to put that on their shelf or their desk. When you start talking about, like, if you, if you, if you tell the average person who's not even a collector, well, well, before you buy that McDavid Young Guns, let me tell you about the, uh, the premiere out of 199. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Serial numbering, all these concepts. There's yeah. like, I just want a Connor McDavid card and everyone's talking about this Young Guns card and I look at it and it looks cool. It's a yeah. cool pose. That's the one I want on my desk. Okay, I, who's to argue with that? There's, no, there's I agree. I there's agree. still an appeal. There's yeah. still an appeal. One hundred percent. Um. So yeah, I, I believe uh, I'm still getting through the interview. I believe there was a conversation on how this, how the, the hobby is going to progress, and the fact that you, you kind of, you have to have a generational continuation. We talked about it with Peter Pacman. We talk about it amongst ourselves. There has to be this general continuity. Uh, this concept of like why you know why not create a product that is cheaper and that you know can 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 let a, a kid come in it was so easy back in the day because everything was kind of cheap yeah or at least accessible you could get a pack of the new opg product you could get a pack of the new score product or the new upper deck product it's funny as a kid it's also cool because you learn about economics and things like that when all of a sudden the prices of the upper deck and premier ticked up a bit back when i was 10 and 11 years old yeah. and you're like you're like, oh, so something happened here that made it more valuable. Well, that's because there's demand. At the time, it wasn't a supply thing. There's tons of supply. It was just the fact that more people were hearing about them and wanted them. Um, but there has to be a pro like you have to get into it, get the cheaper stuff. And then as the kids get a little older, maybe they have an allowance, they can get the more expensive stuff and progress through it because there's got to be that, that generational continuity yeah. to keep your stuff valuable and have people still interested in it. The big advantage is that the, the hobby builds off of sports and sports are always there. The love of sports. I mean, this is something that's been with us for, for uh, over a century two couple centuries. And, and we are uh, sports is, is, is going to carry that through. But the next step is if a kid loves the sport and wants to collect cards, it has to be, it's gotta be accessible. Yeah. They touched on all sorts of things. Nat Turner doesn't like the idea of, of the, uh, you know, the 0.5 grades or the pristine labels. And the thing is, of course, he's saying that you're not going to upend the entire no. PSA process yeah. grading scale. Yeah. We, it's 2021 and, and now they're going to change it. No, I mean, people that's would smart. then lose their minds. And, and that's smart. 
yeah. and that's logical yeah, and yeah. of course yeah so I, I, there's no discussion there for no me. like in terms of now if you want to criticize the existing ones from like beckett or sgc gold labels and black labels criticize it all you want has nothing to do with with psa they have their every company has their own system respect yeah. it it is what it is uh, he talked about wanting inner sleeves is a, a, maybe a personal project of his that he wants to look, start looking at. Okay, cool. I've, I've never had a problem with the, the, the quote unquote looseness in the cards. I, I've got this Mbappe. That's an extra thick card. And it's kind of cool. Actually. I like the extra thick holder yeah. and the sleeve inside. I actually surprisingly really like it. Um, but as far as providing an inner sleeve for all cards, we'll see how that comes along. Um, they recently changed the stickers, if you want to talk about that from your order, because you kept complaining that they're moving around. Yeah, so funny. So um, as someone who I, I, I'm not going to ever get tired of talking about my affinity for soccer and soccer related products and stickers. But um, so I've got a bunch of graded stickers and the ones that were graded, I mean, I guess up until like early this year used to have there was like a really clouded coating around them follow. And then on the inside, the sticker was kind of loose and there were a lot of times. So it was in a holder and then it was a small holder inside of that, but it was loose in the holder. And there were so many times where I, I would look at my sticker and all of a sudden my stickers like slightly to the left or slightly to the right. And I've even seen stickers of other, other people's slabs that were like, now bent as a result of this like kind of slipping through one crack into another and so when we got our slabs back yeah in the corner um so when i got my slabs back i was pleasantly surprised to see that thing is fastened safely in there i guess they came up with some sort of uh some (laughs) contraption to put in there and uh it looks good it's literally just like plastic but it is solid we got ours what like roughly two weeks ago yeah. I was surprised to see it too when I popped open the box. Uh, it's kind of like, um, it's, it's the same concept as with a, a page, like a sheet. I can actually uh, grab okay. one. You can grab keep that. talking. But if, if someone has like a nine page sheet, there are these, in, they, there are pressings and indentations that separate the sleeves and pockets, right? And yeah. what they've done is they've used that kind of concept to secure the sticker, which I think should really help and uh, put at ease soccer sticker collector sticker collectors of, of any kind this would this would apply to so this is an old wwf one. stickers yeah so this is an older one you see how it's kind of the clouded yeah, um, yeah. So but it can also like, slip like this way right so like i've right. seen a lot of them just like kind of tilt there's a lot of space basically and then there's this one where it's there we go so that's the new one yeah and it's and just that is super secure it's, it's just solid in there. in there like that thing's never gonna move that's cool it's like a, a, so, a sleeve within a sleeve. So look, they're, they're thinking, they're aware, they're hearing things. Um, I think we're going to wrap up that, the, the, our, our kind of conversation on that because I know you want to start getting into the national and you want to start getting into, um, there was something else you-, you Yeah, wanted. well, I want to talk about the $6, but, $6 million quote unquote. Well, we, we, yeah, we absolutely will touch on that. But uh, just as far as PSA goes, we're, we're going to, you, you mentioned you had something to say about that. But at the end of the day, all I want to say is, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, it's so awesome where we're at in the hobby. We're like, um, you know, we've been blessed with some great guests and 
Jeremy is the master of, especially with timing, he gets the right guy on at the right time and um, gets really good information from them. And, you know, sometimes it becomes a bit of a love fest, which is not always necessary, in my opinion. We, we need to be, we need, you know, put aside feelings and emotions and, and get with reality sometimes and, and, and look at the fact that, you know, like anytime someone steps forward and is willing to be transparent, there's a bit of a love fest. Yeah. But this is coming hot on the heels of a lot of angry people because, again, and, and I, I raged out very specifically on our show. Um, I don't know if people are getting this, but I raged out at the people that are criticizing the customers. How dare you? Do not do that. Do not do not criticize the customers. These are the same people that, by the way, I was saying, and I pretexted it by saying I'm not insulting anyone. Yes, these are the newbies who found some stuff in their closet and started grading everything. And yes, it slowed down your precious submissions as well. But some of them are just collectors. Some of them are not even collectors. Some of them are new businesses. Yeah. I don't care what they are. It's none of my business. They signed up for a service that was being offered. Do not criticize them. Yeah. Okay. Like I, God, I can't tell you how many times I see this. It's because people sent in their base cards and their comic cards. Yeah. They also sent in their comic cards because of the, the actions of certain people and certain uh, influencers. That's a whole other thing I don't want to get into right now, but I don't want to criticize the customer. We have to look at the company, how they're dealing with it. I think it was a very bold move to put a pause on things, right? This, this is a company that's in the business of making money. They yeah. put a pause on things because they recognize the major problems. Bold move, correct move, but coming as a result of some potential mismanagement. Um, I, 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 there's a degree of sympathy because of this, this deluge of a product being sent in, but look, you're, you're a company, you're set up, you're offering services. That's something you got to deal with right? Yeah. That doesn't mean I hate you, nor does it mean that I should love you just because, you know, you're, you're coming out and answering some questions. I think it's awesome that he did that. And let's see how this goes and let's see how it goes from there. But it's completely changed game now. Not going to be able to send things in anymore for 15, 20 bucks. Let's talk about the fact now. Let's, let's move on from that and talk about the fact that they will be at the National, which is a big show coming up. We, we would have had the Sport Card Expo. I want to shout out uh, the sportcardexpo.com. And they're on Instagram as well, uh, because uh, Steve is a great guy, and I've and I've uh, done the show, and I'm patiently waiting to do it again when it's live. They're doing the virtual on June 19th. I've not gotten involved in any of the virtual shows for so I'm, I'm just always busy with something else. I'm probably gonna be traveling, but um, I I highly recommend people check it out as an alternative, especially if you're stuck in Ontario dealing with what we're dealing with. Uh, but we would have had that show. I, man, it's going to be a big deal um, when it's back, uh, which could potentially be November. Super psyched about that. Like that, that's finally going to be Ontario and Canada's chance to, to enjoy this stuff. But the national is going down and um, PSA is going to be there. What do you have to say about that, Brendan? Uh, well, first, I, uh, I'm, I think I'm going to try to go, man. We'll see. We'll see. You're going to try to go to the national I think, uh, Yeah, no joke. I think I'm, I mean, I've thought about it. I've thought about it myself. Yeah, no, maybe I think we'll discuss it. Maybe when we're done recording this, we'll, we'll discuss it. I think that. I'm, uh, I think I'm going to try. But, hmm. uh, so aside from that, PSA is going to be there and they've announced that they're going to be grading cards on the spot. Now I feel a lot of ways about that. I do. I feel a lot of ways about that as someone who sent in their first sub in September um 
and uh, it is currently June. They are on stage three for that sub. So we're what nine months? Eight? Let's say like eight months, just to be very nice and generous and all that. Um, eight months. They are on stage three of eight. Um, they so far have noted that the cards are there and uh, that's pretty much it they got them and uh, that's pretty much it they haven't started grading them um, I don't know what the process is to start grading them I have noticed that they are plowing through their obviously more expensive submissions first but as people continue to sub in super express I mean you gotta believe that like the all the people who have expressed who have sent value subs are just kind of being left behind you know like um maybe you know let's say once value sub gets done at like a day versus like 20 of each of all the other ones and i understand why right you probably get way more money from from the other ones and also the other ones you paid for a service that was supposed to be quicker uh but it's just frustrating from my perspective and then to hear that they're going to be grading at the national, I mean, it just kind of puts it like, okay, well, how long is it going to take to grade these cards? How many cards could you possibly get done in a day? How long is this line going to be? And how much is it going to cost are all the questions that I'm asking. And obviously they're not bringing their whole squad with them, but they're probably going to bring enough that like they can pump out for the demand, because like there, I'm telling you that lineup is going to be ridiculous because the last thing you want, if you're grading um, is unhappy people with grades. Now I'm not saying that, that they're going to be grading higher, but chances are they might because again, the, how comprehensive can this process be versus like, in person at a show versus when you send them in and they have time and they have several eyes, maybe they've got a senior advisor or several senior advisors looking over cards. Do you know what I mean? I, so I, think, I would, I would, uh, I would usually disagree with you, but I'm so far listening to you and uh, not jumping in to disagree. That's good, man. Uh, it means I might be on the right path. So yeah, my, my concern is, how, how expensive are these going to be? Because it can't be ex too expensive that you turn people away. Uh, it's got to, it's well, probably going to be between two and $300. From what um, I understand, it will be, it will be the express charge. Yeah. Okay. And um, uh, for same yeah. day service, which is pretty now, damn good. Let's just disclaimer. I mean, you're, you're being purely speculative and you're giving 100%, which is a hundred percent, uh, uh, reasonable. You can do that. You're allowed to do that here at the cardboard coaches. We can do whatever we want. Really. I could just say whatever the hell I want to say. You, uh, you can uh, choose not wear pants. Whether, it, whether it's true or false. And I, I could be pantsless, which I am right now. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I'm, and I'm running a bit of a streak here. There's a few episodes where I've been pantsless. Um, now, uh, yeah. Um, I think that just draws to human nature. Um, I'm not, this is not an, 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 a, a, a criticism of PSA or no. anyone who might be grading on site. No. You're going to have a large lineup of people, many of which are probably attending the show just for that, potentially. Ent entirely possible. To, to get the grading done. Um, there's, there are a lot of benefits from people running around getting great, great grades and showing that off and 
creating that buzz or moving or flipping so, them on the spot. You know what so, I mean? So, so, so that may be going on. Some people might say that's, that's not, that's not the bigger issue. The bigger issue some people had, not myself, uh, because again, it's, it's business. It's a company. Uh, they made it clear they're, they're coming with a, a, a group of graders and they're not ceasing operations in their facilities. But there's, again, there's this whole thread of conversation. Well, that just means things are going to slow down at the facilities. You shouldn't be doing this. You're spitting in the face of people that have cards with you right now. Um, I, I, there's, there's a little bit to all of that, uh, that, that I see, that I understand. But they are a company. They, they need their presence at a major show like this. And what they do is grading. So they probably want to do their function at the show. Um, but I understand. Look, we've been frustrated for months a year anyway and that's ultimately what it's about right you know like that's... so yeah but again you know and and um you know i have experience with the sort of like beckett uh grading on site and that sort of thing uh did it occur to me that they were grading a little easier i mean maybe but that that i, I could have just created that in my head right um i don't know but yeah but but yeah um people are excited about that and then at the same time people are also critical of that um I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know what else to say about that sort of thing. I, I get the people that are frustrated, but then I also get what, what PSA is doing. They're, they're running a business and, and uh, they're going to be there at a major show doing what it is that they do. For sure. Uh, whether or not they're going to be handing out easier grades. I, I think there's, there's a, the lizard brain that we have, the, the part of our brain that's still lizard brain would be like, this is an opportunity. It's going to cost extra money. But if you have been, holding back some really high-end stuff um, that it's worth using Express for. Because I've, I've been holding back stuff that's in that $500 to $1,000 range if it grades out as a PSA 10. That doesn't necessarily mean I want to run and pay $300 yeah. right now. Yeah. I might want to wait and see how things hash out. But if you've got really high-end stuff that would benefit from the grading, you might even benefit from a PSA 9 on some of these cards. Go, go for it. Uh, uh, go, go do it. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, the bigger issue people have been having is the fact that, hey, you've got my cards and now you're, you're heading over here and, and doing that sort of thing. Yeah. I don't and, know. Who knows? And, maybe, someone will, some, maybe someone will freak out at the show and flip a table. You know, maybe. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I'm just kind of, uh, I, I just really want my cards. It, it has nothing. I understand that they're a business. I, uh, I know that they're a business. This is, uh, to my knowledge, the first time that they're actually going to be grading on site too. So kudos to them for like opening up a new, you know, dimension to their, to their business platform. Um, I, I think it'd be pretty cool to watch it happen live, you know, uh, especially like the slabbing process, which obviously has to take place there and all that stuff. I think it'd be really cool. Um, which is something that Nat, that Nat Turner mentioned on the show was he, he actually wants to pull the curtains back. A bit yeah more, which is cool and i'm sure they will via their via their social media presence and maybe even at shows that's that's super cool well that's what i mean so i think it's really cool um and i just i just want my cards yeah and see it's like it's in the words of peter pacman i like the hobby because it, it ain't got no rules man yeah, it's no rules. yeah, yeah. And, and there's no regulation yeah. so you know it, it would be very strange in, in some other industry or I, I don't know what to compare it to to have a company in this situation where, where we just we just have to accept it because exactly. it is what it is. We yeah. at least have an understanding of the difficulty involved in it. Um, but that leads us very smoothly into this company, Collectable. Collectable.com, they spell it Collectable, uh, offering this 19, <laughs> 1914, 
1914. 1914. Babe Ruth. SGC3. That's important. It is SGC important. is the company that graded it. It is important. And it is the 1914 Baltimore News pre-rookie card. Now, uh, first and foremost, by the way, so, so by the way, just connecting those things, Nat Turner talked about the lack of regulation and the fact that there probably should be some regulation for these fractional companies and yes. what they're doing. Yes. And we have discovered why that is more and more as more information comes out. But just on a baseline level, by the way, I think it makes sense that Babe Ruth has to be in this discussion. Isn't it funny how it's always been about Honus Wagner and Mickey Mantle? Great players, don't get me wrong. But when you talk about baseball, the average human being, Babe fucking Ruth and now, finally, we have. And by the way, I wasn't aware of this card. Me neither. You're, you're, you're aware of the. Uh, you're aware of the the, the Gaudi Ruths. Is that you, if that's how you pronounce it? You're you? you're aware of some of these Ruths. So but not this thing. Real quick, you know, fractional ownership. Okay, and the, it's funny you mention this because there is so rally. Okay, we've heard of Rally before. Rally is a fractional ownership company that, that they, you know, they sell car or they, they auction off, not auction off, but they allow you to bid on cards. They actually screwed up a few months back. And I don't know if they ended up correcting it or not, but they offered shares of, instead of the bat down Acuna, they offered the, the regular tops, uh, the US 250. That's hilarious. At and they said the the price of the card was f- like five thousand dollars. Well, that now, that must have been just a, a screw up of some sort. But uh, but like that just goes to show that like if someone's like buying into this and doesn't know what they're doing, and they they bought shares of this Acuna card that is three hundred bucks. Well, it's a good example in the sense that like they, they can say whatever they want. They that's and that's literally yes, they want. That's where I was going with this. Yeah, when you're saying that there's an uh, you know uh, undisclosed buyer for an undisclosed amount, and by the way, all it, it's very it, it's amazing how quickly it went from six million to a number over five point two, which was the number that Rob G paid for the Mickey Mantle. Like, man, you know, like, and and that's just to that's clarify, why- just to clarify, the reports were that it sold for six million dollars. And $6 million would officially make it the most expensive sports card ever sold, bought by a buyer that remained to be anonymous. Yep. And the, the collect table app has a collective like 2000 followers on Instagram. Yeah, kinda, and not kinda, to say kinda, that like Instagram is, the, is like the be all and end it's all. Not. It's not for sure. Not. There, there's, there's people who have a huge following on uh, TikTok and Twitter that may not have a huge 100%. Product. But I'm just saying that like, I hadn't heard of this company before. Many others hadn't heard of this company before. And it's just kind of convenient to get a company off the, gra- off the ground. And this is all speculation. This is all, you know, this is, might be the speculation episode. But it's just kind of convenient that the most expensive sports card ever sold, albeit a, a very beautiful card that we had no idea even existed, so it could very well be the most expensive, uh, was, was bought in this fashion and then like it, the plans are to be listed by this, this relatively yeah, like, unknown company. And it's a certain portion of it that's being fractionaled out yeah. and it's, uh, look, I, I talk a lot about these guys. I'm still waiting on the follow card form. Yes, um, because of all this exposure we give you to our massive audience. Huge. But, uh, but uh, you know, card porn is a great resource. 
in the sense that you're going to get this news and you're going to get it from a very um, questioning perspective. Okay, uh, a, a, a perspective that's not just all roses and like, oh, fun, a six million dollar Babe Ruth card. This is wonderful. It, they, they, they've got a bit more of a critical eye. By the way, sometimes it's sometimes it's a little um, uh, sensationalist. Uh, there's a post on eBay that they that they recently put up that I think is a, a little bit anxiety inducing and, and sensationalist. And that's why there's a comment section. And that's my favorite part of card porn is the discussion that it creates. Just to be clear, it's not just about what they're posting or how they're posting it. It's the conversation that follows. That, that's what I appreciate about it. Do you think card porn, like, I, I, I want to ask card porn if they want to come on here and they could have some representative in like one of those like um, V for Vendetta masks yeah, or, I, like, I know exactly or like a white face. Like, I know where you you're know, like, going with it. Yeah, let's yeah. put them in a mask if they want to retain their... Yeah. Um, an, an anonymity an, but i'm, an, I'm going an to reach out to card porn and see if we can have the the blockbuster uh interview um but uh yeah it, it's it's then there was a follow-up with uh uh, uh luca luca tiger uh, forgive me luca lebron tiger those people the, the cage lawyer um follow-up interview was a bit of a mess didn't help the situation in my opinion and again it's just it's it's just more, all the more reason to do your research don't just, there's so many people, I think in the past year got stuck in bad situations because they yeah. would just follow the flow and trust it. Don't trust it. And, and look into everything. Look into who's making a comment. If someone's making a comment positively towards it, what's, what's their background? What's going on there? If someone's criticizing it, what's going on there? You, like, be aware. Be aware of all this potential for manipulation and for trying to get people to lean a certain way. At who 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 benefits from this news that comes out? What, what's what's being put in the headlines? There's SGC benefits. SGC does. There's this new company. There's new platform. The, the concept of fractionals in general. Like so, watch out for yes. who may have vested interests. A hundred percent. I think it's the conversation. Great. That's like so great advice. Right. And um, I mean, I I don't know what else more to say about that. Um, I mean, you just got to be careful with those fractions because, again, the eval who's doing evaluations? This is unregulated. There's a reason why Nat Turner, the, 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 the man behind PSA, is bringing that up as something that, that, that should be put out there. Um, you know, there's, there's no regulating in terms of what people are doing out there, what people are suggesting, whether it's Gary Vee, whether it's a company like this one that's offering fractional ownership. Um, it's the Wild West. I mean, and prices change every day. Like, I mean, in my experience, and one of the reasons why I've been so busy is because I've been tracking the latest golden auction and it just ended last night and it happened to feature a, an ultra modern soccer card. His name is Erling Holland. Yes. And it was a, a black label BGS pristine 10 out of 25 that just closed for an all-time high in the soccer card market for a modern card at $150,000. And like the reason why I bring that up is because these prices are changing daily. And it's, it's like, who's to say that if that card goes to auction in a week based on the events, based on, you know, maybe someone wanting that card, like that could double. So 
it's it, the the evaluations or lack thereof. I mean, it's almost impossible. It's like yeah. it's it's so subjective. It's it's crazy. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and you can come up with all all sorts of um, you can come up with so all, all all sorts of uh, context in terms of how you want to make that evaluation, especially so. for these ultra rare cards that we're talking about now, right? So like it's it's a it's a tricky situation to be in for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think I think we we covered a lot here. Um, sure did. We did. I, I wanted to uh, throw in something real quick. Go for it. Um, because again, at, the cardboard coaches have given a lot of exposure to card art. We we had the Maestro Donnie D collectibles on our show. Sure did. It's just it's sometimes getting away from market analytics and research. Which, I, by the way, I notice a lot of people are starting to get away from that because. Um, it was something that was relevant for a period of time. It will always be relevant to a degree, but it was especially relevant for a period of time. And the, the, the topic of collecting and the hobby is coming up a lot more. And what, whether you're in business or not, that's still important and relevant. Things that you enjoy. Here's something I enjoy that I got in the mail today from Card Killer. Card Killer with a K on the card. Now you're looking at this. It's a cool. It's a uh, it's a prism baseball card, and I don't often collect the non-licensed Panini baseball product. You'll notice it's gold leafed, one of one, signed by Card Killer, and it's got a hole in it. The reason why it's got a hole, it's also in a cool one touch that has his sticker, uh, his official sticker on it. And uh, you will also have seen some of this stuff on Peter Pac's Peter Pacman's page. Um, Card Killer and Donnie B ran what was known as the Mayhem Break. Uh, I can't remember when it was. Maybe sometime in April. And what Card Killer does is he gets his creative hands on a box of cards, busts it open, and people have bought into it the same way you buy into a break. The only difference is you're getting a piece of art from the man, Card Killer. And he drilled a hole live with a power tool through each pack before he opened it. There could have been a Ronald Acuna Jr. autograph in there for all we knew. There wasn't. But nonetheless, every card had either a single or a double hole from that power tool. I found it to be an amazing concept. There was oh, hundreds cool. of people in the room watching. Um, not only are you wondering what has he just quote unquote destroyed, many people are wondering quote unquote what he has art artified. Is that a word? Artified. It's a word when I'm not wearing pants. So um, it was exciting it, the same way a break is, but it had that very interesting and unique element to I mean, it. I've just this, never heard something like it, you know? And I've never seen something like it. It's so cool. Yeah. And it represents the moment. It represents being there at the break. It represents his artistry. And the guy has made some incredible stuff. He's got a Jose Canseco card where if you turn it over, it's got pieces of those um, pens back in the 80s and 90s where a woman's bikini will disappear, okay? And while, while that may not be so appetizing in this day and age uh, of uh, social media and uh, the social climate, it was a thing. It was a thing that existed for better or for worse. And he, he used Jose Canseco for that piece for a reason. He had another piece that actually has actual marijuana in the card you've got to check these pieces out oh, on his cool. page so and a lot of his stuff is very expensive he's had sales in the thousands of dollars he he's done a classic um old fleer basketball sets that he's uh that he's altered they go for thousands of dollars so to have a card killer piece 
for you know under 100 via the break is, is a wonderful thing. I also wanted to share this Ultimate Warrior Donnie D Collectibles piece. It's a 3D shadow box. The warrior's coming out at you. So cool. You can feel him shaking the ropes. Uh, awesome stuff. These got look, it's about enjoying these aspects of the hobby and, and, and whether it's colliding with art, whether it's colliding with music, let's talk about victory investments uh, and, and the, the tracks that he puts out. We already know about RPS. I'm yeah. blown away by this, by these guys, music, music, like I mentioned in the last episode and the fact that they only started it uh, as a result of what's been going on in the hobby the past year. It's not like they were, they weren't creating music beforehand. That's no. what spurred the creation. Yeah. Uh, I, I, LJS underscore sports cards. I'm always impressed with that guy's stuff. I kind of lurk on his page. He makes beautiful uh, pieces. He had an Otani piece where if you flipped it over, he's batting and then he's pitching. Uh, he's, he's combining baseball with uh, Pokemon. I will remind people that the cartel has done that in the past. This is my Ronald Swablunia Jr., which I've been trying to give away for about six months. All you got to do is DM me and I'll send you this this amazing piece of art. You can own Love Ronald Swablunia Jr. Ronald Swablunia. I can't even say that. Honestly, I can't even say it. I wish Swablunia. I could. And uh, it's even got the hologram. I mean, first person to DM me that wants this. You can own this piece. Unreal. Don't, don't worry. There's nothing behind it like you, you will have to pay for shipping and handling fees. Yeah. $59.99. No, I will ship it to you. Um, but uh, just getting into loving the hobby, I was messing around with some cards with my buddy, like I mentioned yesterday, we were just going through stuff. Uh, you pull a card out. Oh, this guy's having a great year. You're deeply involved in soccer, which has so much coming up right now. And that's, that's the whole point of this, right? Like that's the best way to invest. That's the best way to buy and sell. This guy's performance, this, guy, this guy's potential performance. I'm not going to mess around with it because I don't know about soccer. I'm not going to mess around with F1. I know about UFC. That's why I've enjoyed collecting it since 2009. That's why I'm not currently buying Conor McGregor cards. Yeah. I'll tell you that. But, you know, that's that's what it boils down to. Is I was telling my girlfriend yesterday, like, I feel like I, I get to finally enjoy, like, sports cards. Like, I mean, I love all the, like, I love hockey. I love uh, baseball. You know what I mean? I love basketball. But I finally get to like be in it during a major tournament for soccer, and I could not be yeah. like it. Literally starts on Friday. I am so excited. You have no idea. Absolutely, I'm pumped. pumped. Any team. I hope you guys had fun today. I know we did. Um, next time, I promise I'll uh, I'll do my homework. <laughs> you've got homework to do uh we'll be back with more health and fitness i'm sure as the summer wears on 100 uh, in the meantime brendan i'm gonna do it because I, I guess you're shy to do it you know don't don't be afraid to reach out to coach co yeah oh yeah he's more than, he's more than fitness he runs boot camps uh, i presume some other things like one-on-one -on -one training i myself am a personal trainer many many years um, what could be better than training with someone that also shares some of your hobbies and interests I argue not much. So you can reach out to us. I'm at Sports Card Cartel. Coach Co is all over the place as Coach Co and Coach Co Collectibles. Yeah, we're both. We are we are one. And we help we help people get into and stay in shape as best we can during these tough times, even when times are not tough. 
Um, and uh, and if you want to DM me and talk about Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather, please do so. I'm I'm sometimes more available than other times, but we are around. We love we value all of our subscribers and viewers. We love you very much. Better believe it. All right, team. Have a great Thanks. day. Keep Thanks. up the wonderful work and uh, just just love what you collect. You got it. Peace.